The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the show, The Power of Water, Earth's Human Mission. My choice to have a show globally about the water crisis on this planet that is so serious and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to learn, too. It's serious. Things that are serious are obstacles to learn and get better about uh, how to improve things. When you're listening to the show each week, to the wonderful, wonderful guests that we bring from their professional lives and come to talk to you and I about life and the earth and, and health and issues and, and all the directions we're all going to make this all happen, and be in a life for eternity on this planet, but be healthier. And for the earth to be healthy, it must have water. And I know you've been listening to a lot about it. Our show started three years ago here. We've had about 140 guests on from every direction, from NASA, global, uh, globally, um, United Nations, and we could go on. So we're inviting you to be part of us. Come to our classroom and learn. There is a global dehydration crisis going on. My background is bio, I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research, and the global dehydration crisis is not only the planet your feet are walking on with fresh water, but individuals are dehydrating faster than ever in history. That's why we have so many illnesses and and symptoms and problems and diseases. And I found when I was researching long ago, that the moisture in the air that the water provides us from the atmosphere and fresh water and waters on the surface of the globe put moisture in the air for us to breathe oxygen. Indoor conditions is a dehydration pit. You've got insulated windows and walls, forced air heating and cooling, and chemistry indoors. We've all been learning that flying on a plane is very seriously disastrous as far as floating diseases and bacteria and problems and dry air. Believe it or not, you're sleeping in it too. You're going to work in it. What we can teach you on the show is how to live where you're at and make things better for you. And then also get behind the environmental crisis of fresh water is depleting. It's going down into the aquifers because we're maybe not always getting enough rain, and when we're getting enough rain, we need to protect that water, the fresh water, and make it available for all mankind on Earth to share and live with for healthier air and for reasons of drinking it. You should drink 8 to 10 glasses of water a day, and but you also need it for those crops to grow for the world to have produce, for you to have a food on your table. Today we have a really exciting show. Uh, we have... Thomas Lafayette Picard. 
He's from Albuquerque, New Mexico. He is um, author and speaker uh, to the Pentagon and others on mental house cleaning. In other words, what is your attitude and how do you live with those obstacles that you want to solve? Our second guest is Robert McClure, and he got the John B. Oaks Award just for Distinguished Environmental Journalism. He was a finalist for a Pulitzer Prize. We've had a Nobel Prize on, runner on, and now we have a finalist for a Pulitzer Prize. So we're going to listen to our sponsor first, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. It is not an eye drop. It is 100% water, a method of moisturizing the eyes because the depletion of eyesight is lack of water in the lens behind the tear film. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be right back with Thomas. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Thomas, are you with us? I am indeed, and how are you this morning? Well, thank you for asking me. I am fine, and I hope you're doing well. Better and better. Thank you. Well, your background is going to be a lot of fun in this classroom today, and I call the power of water, Earth's uh, human mission, uh, an exciting classroom. When, like, we're all in a laboratory studying together, learning more together, and, you know, Thomas, sometimes we think we've heard it all, and the most wonderful guests that have come on this show have taught us we haven't learned it all, and we haven't heard it all. But let's learn more about you and your background before we get into what you're going to teach us today. Okay, what would you like to know? Well, where do you, how did you get started and what you do? Well, I'm a, a chiropractor, and, and uh, I've been lecturing on health and, and uh, personal development over a few years. And it just, for, for years, when I would do these talks in various places around the country and around the world, somebody would come up to me afterwards and say, you know, that's kind of cool. You ought to write a book. So I started taking some notes and, and preparing to write a book. Then a few years ago, I had a career-ending injury, and it required me to look into my toolbox and find all of these things that I'd learned and taught and thought for years and years and pull them out and make them work for me. Now, I don't mean to imply that 
positive thinking got me well. But by maintaining a positive attitude, I was able to find solutions that would work for me. Let's and not let the audience know. Let's let the audience know what happened. What happened to your health at the time? Uh, well, I have a long-standing hearing problem. In, in fact, my draft board told me that I would be deaf in five to eight years. Uh-huh. Now, that should that should age me because that was back when we had a draft. <laughs> well, that you and I must be close to this. I'm 68 years old. How old are well, you? I'm, I'm I'm barely 63. So okay, you young one. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I just turned 68 on January 12th. So. Uh, well, again, I guess, you know, but, uh, we'll get into the attitude of our lives. But, okay, so you then had a hearing impairment, and you decided to ch- uh, to go tr- uh, into some other different directions with your your yeah. uh, career of your life. And, yes, and we, we heard about this wonderful magic essential oil that you could put in your ears and improve nerve conduction. So we bought the oil, put it in my ears, and it burned through both eardrums, left holes in the inner ear, oh. and left me with... You know, ringing in my ears, worse hearing, uh, attention deficit disorder, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, all kinds of cool, fun, so because, things. Yeah, because of something that happened to the hearing. Yeah. Now, tell us real quickly, uh, before we move on to your uh, going to teach us today, but when they found out that that particular oil, and I could almost see that happen, because I'll teach you where I come from also, and a lot of my listeners know. Uh, when I started study over 30 years ago, I started studying um, uh, the body drought. In other words, uh, what I just wanted to learn is if our body is 80 to 90% water, how are we maintaining that to fight disease and live a happier, healthier life? Uh, I did learn that stress causes a bigger drought. In other words, uh, the stress on the body, uh, whatever it may be, causes the body to dehydrate even faster. In other words, we lose that water table that we must individually maintain. I learned along the way, Thomas, that after I put millions of dollars behind research, found that the moment the baby is born, left the water bag uh, from the womb, that all of a sudden no two eyes alike, no two complexions are alike, no two fingerprints alike. There's a different dehydration for everyone. When you stop to think about attitude, stress, addiction, impairments, and so on, it's, an, it's a dehydration individual. And when I would stop to think out loud in my little classroom here, uh, anecdotally, that if yeah. the ear is having problems, like eyes have problems and other organs have problems, that what we apply to try to solve it could cause another dehydration that's already causing the dehydration is causing it already. Um, So you applied a particular oil that was probably too strong for your particular inner ear. Yeah. Yeah, and and it wasn't caught in time. Yeah. And as a tracker, I would look at that, that process and say that any stress, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or chemical, that the body cannot recognize, adapt to, and recover from is going to create kinks in the nervous system exactly nerve endings yeah not literally kinks of course you know they well, I know what you mean they're not going to but... sta- they're not going to be in harmony they're not going to function yeah and it doesn't mean it happened every member of your household could have done had the same oil in the ear but only one member could have it happen uh, that's yeah. the one thing we all need to learn too thomas is that 
uh, does every uh, we've got members of our households that are allergic to the air they're breathing. Is every member allergic to the air? No. Uh, the medication that people take, uh, different symptoms, things that people take, uh, are is everybody uh, having a, a reaction? No. Maybe a few are. But we got we we have to learn from each other about what is happening. So I'm glad you shared that. Now you found the career at speaking speaking to others from uh, the Pentagon uh, to National Institutes of Health, and uh, you've gone out and uh, and you've been uh, been an author now, and your topic of your books are uh, about attitude and health. Yes. Okay. It's called Mental House Cleaning, Attitude Adjustments You Can Do in the Comfort and Privacy of Your Own Mind. Exactly. I have said many times, Thomas, the greatest freedom everyone all over the world has for eternity is the freedom of your own mind. Nobody even has to know what it, If you want to be healthy, your mind will work to be healthy, right? That's it. That's it. And, it, you know, it's so fascinating because it's, it's free. It's just hard work. Yes, but it doesn't have to be hard work no. if you know the tricks. If you it, understand those like little yeah, secrets to yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the fun part, too, um, Thomas. Is, you know, we all every day, I do, I get out of bed every day, put my feet on the ground, and uh, running this company the way I do and the research I do all over the world, what you're doing and others are doing, we listen to what's going on with others and the challenges. But the idea is that we learn how to solve the problems by our own personal little secrets of outlook on what we believe is our own attitude and our outlook, how to solve those problems and obstacles. Now, yes. what did you learn? Teach us some uh, those secrets. Well, first thing is that we do have control over our attitude. We do have control over how we think, but we often don't take that control. Let me, let me give you a, a, a short story to illustrate that. Some years ago, my in-laws gave me a guitar for Christmas. Actually, they gave me money to buy a guitar, and I went out and bought the cheapest guitar I could find, put the money in my pocket, went home, started playing the guitar. Within a couple of days, I couldn't play it anymore because the neck warped all around so that no matter where I put my fingers on the fretboard, the guitar played the same note. And it wasn't a bad note. In fact, I had a couple of votes to keep the guitar because it was a better note than I'd been playing, but it wasn't the note I chose to play. And our mental fretboards get stuff clogged up in there, gets things stored in there that stop us from playing the notes that we want to play. We say we have control over it, but we continue to play the same note over and over and over. Well, you know we what it might be. Out that it is in there and that yeah. we can control it. What it, you're, you're saying to us then, if I can evaluate, uh, that in our own mind, in our own thinking, that there's an we need to enjoy who we are. In other yes. words, the gift we were given from birth, uh, we need to enjoy that special gift, the moment of each moment. Um, and then along the way, when you learn what your strengths are, your shortcomings, your own particular rhythm. Now, I when I hear of music, I think of rhythm. <laughs> I'm a, I love music. And, you know, I'm a believer that if people would meditate but also have a little music once in a while that uh, they can put around themselves, 
and and we have so many choices today, Thomas. We could put all kinds of choices, but which one is there? Are you in the mood for that would make you feel better about yourself? So what you're saying, you've learned that each individual has a little secret and that the earth is whispering to us, you've got a mind, use it, be co- use some common sense, enjoy some of the things that make you feel very enjoyably foolish about what you want for you, not what somebody else wants, and build your strengths on some of that and, 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 and learning from it. Yes, but at the same time, you know, if, when I'm writing something on my computer, if I write something and I don't like it, I don't just start writing what I do want to say. I have to go back and delete what I didn't want to say, otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Okay. And the same, the same works with the computers that we have balanced more or less precariously on our shoulders. You know, we need to realize that we have a delete button, highlight stuff, and delete it. And what I mean by highlight it is, number one, we have to admit that there is a problem. And then what is identify that problem, what is the problem, and then how do we go about solving it. Now, I mean, when just, you talk just like to, with your, uh, well, your water see. issues, if, you know, I mean, yeah. there's plenty of water, it's uh-huh. just not any good. Yeah. So we have to recognize that there is a problem and identify the problem. The problem isn't that there isn't water. It's just that we can't get it and it isn't any good when we can. Now, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) You just said we can't get it and it's not good when we can. I have been in water research for over 30 years and uh, you can find good water. Uh, thank God, thank, but, thankful you know. to a lot of companies who make that possible for us that specialize in providing us good, clean water. But um, but the body is 80 to 90% water, and if your body is living in a dry climate or dry indoor conditions or your attitude is dry, dehydrating you or you have a symptom that could be dehydrating or your food is not healthy for you, you begin to dehydrate even quicker and become weaker. Uh, the challenges are much more challenging uh, to the individual if your attitude isn't really good. In other words, the attitude pulls your uh, whole, uh, let's say your water table cycle with energy and oxygen and nitrogen, you get stronger if you have a better outlook. If you can flow, it's almost like flowing with the water. But back to um, when you have talked to the Pentagon and it says here that you've gone out and you've been a guest speaker uh, uh, and it must be about attitude and outlook on what you have to accomplish. Uh, what do you What do you do? What do you, What do you say? Well, in in those instances, I was discussing mental health, cleaning, and health, mm-hmm. and talking about how to identify attitudes that don't work for us. Attitudes about ourselves, attitudes about others, attitudes even about our language, attitudes about things that we believe just because somebody told it was told us it was true that we've never bothered to examine to see if it really works for us. Okay, we're going to take a moment with our sponsor and I want you to come back and teach us what that meant what your evaluations are about that. And uh, we I, when you're talking to people who are there like the Pentagon or different health um, authorities and health uh, education what are they wanting to learn to make themselves deal with the obstacles to solve with our mental outlook? 
uh, Thomas, we're going to talk to our, we're going to listen to our sponsor for a minute, and we'll be right back with you on that topic. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Thomas. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Thomas, uh, you were telling us in this classroom that it is so exciting because, you know, we're running around the world, and we think we hear it all. And then we bring on special guests like you, and we start hearing maybe something we've heard before, but we're hearing it in a different educational way to provide us uh, an outlook to make us healthier. Uh, Tell us what you've learned about the mental attitude uh, of people. Let's say you're in the Pentagon of our world and out there in our country, and your outlook is so important to saving lives and and uh, what is going on in in our country. And then you go over to health uh, people who are very um, uh, serious about teaching health education, and they're having to learn how to deal with people who have mental problems and and diseases and, and let's say, addictions or whatever. How do you teach them the outlook to get the power in their mind to have a better outlook? Well, the the key to changing our outlook to to changing our attitude to one that is more positive, more creative, more attuned towards problem solving is to go to the place where the problem is and solve it from there. And most of the old tapes that we play in our minds are stored in what we refer to as our subconscious or inner conscious mind. When you say those voice boxes, uh, that tape in our mind, the little voice box, a lot of times plays tricks on us, huh, Thomas? Yes. It'll play a trick. And you know the trick that it's playing on us, we, we don't want to flow forward. We want to stop right then and there and listen to what might not be um, what we should be listening to too long with that little voice box. Yes, because it's it's going to be just playing old tapes that may or may not be relevant to what's going on now, may or may not be true. It's just stuff that we've stored in in our heads that we haven't figured out that we can do better than that. In fact, it's almost evil in a way, uh, the demon, that if you can't learn to flow, go forward, flow, and move on, but doesn't mean you've forgotten your experience. 
experience is experience, but you flow with it with a lot more energy. Yes. And, and the reason that we don't learn from our mistakes is because we never put the lesson from the mistake in place of the mistake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, let's say uh, last, I was uh, watching an interview with some Green Berets. And mm-hmm. can you imagine, you know, when you say you go into the Pentagon and teach them some outlooks on, on dealing with where they're at, where they need to go, can you imagine being trained in boot camp and going out to defend our country and our planet and making it possible for the rest of us to enjoy our freedoms. But you have to have a mental outlook on um, that voice box. You've got to have that voice box, and, uh, in other words, flowing, because if you stop and allow that voice box, either if you're a fireman, you're a first responder, a police officer, a soldier, a missionary, whoever you may be, You've got to have a flowing voice box or you will be standing still and evil will love that because you can't, you're not moving forward. You're just standing still mentally. Yes, you're not in the moment. You're, you're yes. in the past. There we go. And, and we're all if, of it you know, if you're not in the moment, then you're not going to respond appropriately. You're going to react to old stuff. You're going to react to new stuff based on old stuff. Okay, there we go. Now, let's say in our classroom today, you've taught us that when we stand too still too long with all these wonderful experiences we gain, whether we like them or not, they are experiences. Don't spend too long with the old stuff. Keep moving forward with new experiences. Yes. Take what's useful from the old stuff. That's an experience. There was a a guy here in New Mexico a few years ago who wrote a Ph.D. thesis on the idea of digestion as a model for how we process everything, including information. You know, we, we first of all decide that we're hungry. Then we decide what we want to eat. We want to eat the food, not the plate. Then we ingest. Then we digest. Then we assimilate. Then we eliminate. If we don't do all six steps in sequence, then there's going to be a problem. And the same is, is true with information that comes to us, whether it's from the television or from a book or okay, from let's, our experience. Let's go on. I like this one. I like this. This is where I'm going. Uh, uh, this is what I'm wanting to hear today. Uh, okay, tell us the six steps again. Is, is, again, first of all, recognizing the problem. I'm hungry. Recognizing the appetite then this making a decision as to what to eat. There's recognition, decision, then there's ingestion, you eat, then there's digestion, then there's assimilation, where the food actually gets to the cells where it's needed, and then there's elimination, where we get rid of what we don't need. We get rid of what isn't food. Mm-hmm. And the same is true with our In thoughts. other words, what, the, and, uh, what, we're, what we're doing is a very valuable to all uh, nutrition and all yeah. the way to the mental uh, capabilities of your freedom to understand what you want, what you've experienced in your digest, what you've learned, what you've learned. All of a sudden yeah. you're telling me something, what I might think I like may not always be what's best for me. So learn how to digest it and move it on. Don't always, don't let it stand still. Keep moving yeah. on. Yeah, there's, there's nothing flow, to be gained by hanging on to stuff that doesn't work for you. Don't hang on. And even eating good, nutri- good nutrition that way. 
as, yes. as moving on. Um, now, okay, we've learned those six, and uh, well, let's say we're getting up out of bed in the morning, and we have a wonderful day ahead, and then all of a sudden the mind says, oh, my gosh, this is not the day I wanted. So all of a sudden you learn to think, well, that's not, I just tricked myself by saying this is not the day I wanted. D- did you follow me? Yes. In other words, would you please day go my way? It doesn't go that way, does it? No, it, but... It can if we do the proper attitude adjusting to it. You know, that's something that there's a chapter that's devoted to that in my book, Mental House Cleaning, and I talk about the difference between a good day and a bad day. Uh And the only difference between a good day and a bad day is our response to the events of the day, not the day itself. I mean, it's raining. Oh, great, it's raining. I don't have to wash the car. I don't have to water the lawn. Or it's raining. Oh, Great. That's just what I need. Everybody's going to be driving crazy and slow. You know, so it depends on, on your outlook and how you look at it. I share something with you to also, maybe you can kind of help me with my thinking on this. Um, I get up in the morning, and I've been studying for so long, uh, as you have and many uh, people do, whether they say they have or not. We're living with Earth. And the nature of the earth, we must flow with its nature, whether we like it or not. How do we learn to live with it? So you've said something there, that when we get up, and don't always say it has to go your way, because we're, we're guests here living with the nature of earth. Now, what happened in Haiti, example, and is happening around the world and other countries of the world, whether it be over in Iraq and Afghanistan and Pakistan and Yemen or over here in Haiti or here in America or in other countries of the world, all over the world. Now we're going to have an Olympics, a beautiful Olympics. All these things that are happening living on the face of the earth as guests that we do here, what we do together, is getting up and making more of a flow with whether you like the rainy day, but fine, just flow with the rainy day. It's wonderful to have rain. It, yes. it absorbs into the ground and cleans the air. If it's uh, too hot, well, there's another reason that we need to have maybe uh, the vitamins and certain things when it's too hot. We may and have that's why God created we swimming pools. flow with the fact that that was earth happening. Yes, and, and I think the key there is to recognize that these are events, not judgments. There we go. Events, not judgments. Oh, and it becomes a judgment, though, if you say, oh, I don't like this. Or if you think this happened to me because God's mad at me or whatever. Oh, yeah, I don't go along with God's mad at anybody. <laughs> yeah, I certainly hope I, not. I do believe, though, that God, I do believe people can become confused what, what, what the, plan, the power of Earth is and the plan. Now, we only have one minute left. How would you like people to come in and look for your mental health cleaning book uh, and, and learn more about you? Well, it's on my website, mentalhousecleaning.com, and there's a little 10 or 12-minute downloadable free meditation to help people begin the process. Okay. And the book is Mental House Cleaning. It's available on Amazon and on my website okay. and, and wherever fine books are sold. Now, if you ever decide you wanted to have a topic to, for, to share again that we didn't, we're not ever able to cover today, give us a call, our program director, Polly Featherton, and we'll explore more because the outlook of, of a person's life is everything to do with their health. Absolutely. 
And, you, I want to thank I would you like for to, I'd like to leave you with one comment, if, if you have a second. I do have that moment a, for you. A, a friend who has this sign above his desk, it says, things tend to work out best for those who make the best of the way things work out. Oh, there we go. I like that one. That was a wonderful one. Do you have that up on your website? Uh, no, I don't, but I think I will. There. I think I'll put that on there. I, I like that. It's, we all should have it up there because it is the way to live as a guest on this earth. Yes, it is. Well, thank you. You uh, bless thank you very you, much, and, Sharon. Um, and I hope we can do this again. I hope so. I look forward to it. You have a nice day. Thank you, Sharon. You Be too. well. Did you learn? Now there's a lot to learn. There's it, it is the life, the flow of Earth and our minds and how we look at things. And sometimes we think, oh, my gosh, we're being ganged upon or things are difficult to handle. And it is our outlook how we handle them. And, and maybe some people can't handle them well, but you can learn because you listen to this show to handle them better every day. Just drink a lot of water. Let the oxygen and nitrogen work for you. Be healthy. And you will learn as much as you can from all these wonderful guests on the power of water and the human mission. We're going to listen to our sponsor, and we're going to be back with our second guest, Robert McClure, and learn more about the environment and um, see what he, what he did to get in the finalists for his Pulitzer Prize. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you here in a minute. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist without eye drops. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Robert, are you with us? Yes, hello, how are you? Well, I am fine, and thank you for joining us today. Sure, glad to be here. Um, now, you've uh, been an investigating a reporter for uh, looking at the environment for how long? I've been on the environment beat uh, about 20 years now. 20 Actually, years? Was a full-time uh, sort of general purpose uh, vanilla investigative reporter before I decided to go on the environment beat. 
okay. and do uh, some in-depth stuff and some, some quicker stuff. Now, the environment is an enormous amount of ongoing forever. Can you learn enough uh, to, I call it almost like scavenger hunting. Um, <laughs> well, you have to go out and learn and be open-minded because if you're not, you won't be able to live with the ecosystem enough. Yes, I believe right. that no, they, and that have to be. Uh, you know, there's w- way too much to cover also. So There we is be... a lot. And now have you mostly been on the West Coast? Um, I, I spent about 10 years uh, working in, in South Florida where I wrote a lot about uh, the Everglades. Oh, okay. Uh, I was writing about Everglades restoration before there was such a thing. So um, ah. we did that, um, and about about halfway through my uh, my stint on the environment beat at the South Florida Sun Sentinel, the um, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers launched what has become the largest uh, ecosystem restoration on the planet. Um, so that was it was satisfying to see that get off the ground. I've been here for about ten years now, and um, have spent quite a bit of time writing about. Uh, about the, the the need to restore Puget Sound as well as uh, climate change and, and a number of different topics. I'm glad you said climate change. <laughs> you know, no, I'm serious. Uh, I, we all became confused, even those of us who have been studying for 30-odd years, um, that the Earth has the plan. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we can live here as guests, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, the climate has been changing since the beginning, and that's why we are living here. That's why we had a species that came here to live. Yes, it's constantly true. in a change. Robert, you are doing a wonderful thing. I hope to gosh you're keeping in the middle of the ecosystem. Now, I have this thing about going too far right, too far left mm-hmm. on studying anything. Uh, the best of study, the best of, of evaluating is understanding that theory possibly could be of what is happening with our life on this earth, the environment, whatever it may be, is what can we learn to make it a better place and have it here for eternity. Mm-hmm. And as you know, my issues are water. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've had people I, people say, I say, I must be a thousand years old, Robert, because I've been studying water for so long. <laughs> and uh, uh, the human mission of the show is learning from people like yourselves, whether it be uh, we've had a Nobel Prize winner on. It was so much fun. Uh, he in chemistry and from Switzerland, and we've had people from England. We've had people from all over the walks of life, like yourself, that have been teaching us uh, something that we maybe have heard of or maybe hadn't heard of yet. But try to keep it as open-minded because that way the listener can get more knowledge with some common sense available. Sure. Um, now, on the environment, you have been a finalist in journalism for, uh, for a Perlitzer Prize, which I want to congratulate you for it. Uh, mm-hmm. That is exciting with, uh, because uh, those are distinguished uh, directions that people are recognized that you're doing something very different. Yeah, so tell you. us your approach and what you think you're going to do to educate our listeners today, but what you're also doing with your writing to educate people. Well, um, you know, we, uh, I'm, I've now I've helped launch something called Investigate West. It's a nonprofit uh, journalism studio based in Seattle, but we're um, now uh, we're, we're focused on covering the environment and public health and social justice issues in the West, and particularly mm-hmm. in the Northwest, since that's where we're based. Um, we, we're, we're a small group. Uh, we're people who used to uh, work at the Seattle Post Intelligencer pri- primarily. That's a newspaper that stopped publishing last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are um, expanding our reach to journalists really around around the West. Mm-hmm. And um, we we cover 
we, we try to do large uh, journalism projects um, on, on a, a more or less monthly basis. Every month to six weeks, we'd like to have something pretty big come out that's, that's worthwhile. Um, and our so first let's story, say, what do, you, what do you have on your plate right now? Well, the, I, I, the, the story I just finished doing, uh, which came out earlier this month, about two, two weeks ago, was about um, there, uh, there, you've seen parking lots, and you've probably seen uh, parking lots and driveways and how some people will go out and reseal them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to, to ostensibly to improve the life of the asphalt. Mm-hmm. Although I'm, I guess there's no data that says that that's true, that it actually does that. Well, it turns out that one of the two major uh, asphalt sealants used in in this country um, has a very uh, high uh, percentage of of a, ki- a class of chemicals called polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. Say that five times fast, but <laughs> that are pretty bad. They're pretty bad for you and. So my, now, are my, you talking about what the state highway departments and others are using, and they're going out and and, and repairing the the, the uh, chuck holes and the ruts and the not cracks? Not so much that. Not okay. so much that. This would be more in the, like a driveway or a parking lot. Okay. And, That's and, what the you consumer know, is purchasing in the store. Pardon me. What the consumer is purchasing in a store to go yeah. repair a yeah. rut or. Yeah, that, that that's one way it gets done. Well, I think more typically people hire someone to come out and, okay. and seal their driveway or seal their parking okay. lot. But the, you, there, there are consumer products available that allow you to do that. In any case, one of these is a, is, is a made is the basic ingredient is coal tar, which is a, a byproduct, a waste product of the of the steel manufacturing process that's loaded with these these chemicals. And then there's a, the second one, which is more prevalently used in the in the West, which is it's just it's an asphalt based sealant, and that one has about five percent. The amount of the of the chemicals in there. Mm-hmm. In any case, the recently the U- United States Geological Survey put out a a study. They had put out studies before showing that the coal tar lots um, that that the chemicals were coming off of them and getting into streams and and mm-hmm. you know that there were you know they were probably well they were harming creatures in the streams. Um, but what they found recently is that also if you live uh, if if your driveway or or parking lot is sealed with this, it's getting into the dust in homes at levels that are um, of some concern, especially for younger children, because they're, what, climbing around in, you know, on the floor, right, in the dust. So that was our first story, and it uh, ran on MSNBC, um, got quite a bit of attention there. Um, and so um, we, we're, we're trying to, we're working well, on what some are some of the other things you've done uh, um, that have been, uh, let's say, that, uh, are, are there some things that the individuals that maybe do quite commonly that they need to be aware of that might be something causing an allergic reaction in the home or allergies that commonly happen because of something uh, uh, they didn't realize the dust was affected by something that were from the outside coming in? Well, I mean, I think if you talk to any of the uh, people who study human health and the way it relates to various uh, contaminants that are in the atmosphere, they will tell you that the single most important thing you can do to avoid that is to, you know, take off your shoes when you come in the house. Now, if you don't do that, and I don't do that, <laughs> then you you need to vacuum a lot. Um, but but those, yeah, and you people, have to have those particular vacuums. Yeah, well, are, you you need a HEPA, what's called a HEPA vacuum. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, just because a normal vacuum kind of it, <laughs> it it has a way of picking up uh, the dust and redistributing it a lot of it anyway. Can I ask your troops there, your team, uh, something? You might take a look at what I've been studying for a long time, Robert. Mm-hmm. As you know, when I started studying um, the body and disease and detoxification, the digestive tract and more, yeah. the attitude, 
um, I learned that indoor conditions are worse than out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where I came from, for something to think about, follow me for a moment now. Mm-hmm. The moment you were born, you left the pocket of water, you entered into a delivery room with the, the air. You no longer had the water protection to give you your immunity protection and your nourishment of, of because you're 80 to 90% water. Mm-hmm. You have a 90% water table, the body. Now, each person from birth, when they open that eyelid, that eye organ is not covered by the skin at that second mm-hmm. to give you the dam to back up the moisture level that is vital to your electrolytic eyesight to be able to have a focus. And the eyes, when they're not covered by the skin that moment, are dependent upon moisture coming from the air. Mm. Now, in the brain, the brain and the eyes are connected in the womb at the same second. And the brain is 80 to 90% water. Mm. So when you've arrived in that delivery room and that eyelid opens, the eyes are at the mercy of what the brain can give it from behind and what the air can give it from moisture. And everybody can, nobody can live without moisture in the air. Right. Okay, no two skins on the complexion alike, no two fingerprints alike. Everybody has a dehydration um, system. Yeah, sure. Now, where I came from to think about is way back in time when they got very extreme, and they said we're going to save money on energy way back. And what did they do? They invented insulated windows, walls, mm-hmm. yep, forced air, heating, cooling all that comes into the indoor conditions. Now, I just taught you, the audience, and everybody all over the world knows this, the common sense, you must have that humidity in the air, that moisture in the air to breathe and to live, and for the skin to have its cycle, the skin needs to be operating with a fertileness, a a, a method of of moisture level uh, of dehydration happening and also hydration coming in. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not drinking enough water, 8 to 10 glasses of water a day, depending upon how much drought you have as a body, yeah. and you need to learn that, you may not be able to keep up with the environment where you are and how you are reacting to that indoor condition. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, Robert, they focus so much. I don't mean forget it all, anything, but outdoors, I think we need to focus indoors. Mm-hmm. Now, along the way... Um, and, and, you know, I'm also going to say this in this show. I don't want any more lawyers up looking at all the problems of this earth to make a buck on the decisions that have been made for what we've done. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of those extreme decisions were made by very, very, people who are very environmental conscious and trying to do what is best for what they believed at the time. But I am saying that insulated windows and walls I have caused a lot of dehydration indoors. Along the way, what happened, because our population grew and our demands grew, for what we were needing to to have the carpeting and the upholstery on the yeah. chairs and the paints and, and the lighting and all that, look what we did there, too. So indoor conditions are a pit. Yeah, and you mentioned carpet, you know, um, Sharon, and, and um, <laughs> carpeting is... is something you really want to think hard about um, because it it traps um, the, these contaminants. Well, it's got the chemicals. Have you ever walked in to some place with a brand new carpeting? 
Oh yeah, well that's that, that, that to begin with, right? Is that you get that that horrible mixture of, of um, chemicals just just right off the bat when it's because new. what happened way back in time, we decided we liked all these little fancy things about our carpeting. Well, they did it with chemicals. Right. Yes. <laughs> and you look at our upholstery. Right. Well, I, no, I'm, I'm not familiar with problems with upholstery. And even Why don't our, you, uh, bedding, me? our bedding. And uh, all I'm saying is, okay, um, I believe that you live with what you've got and you learn to figure it out. And mm-hmm. and there's there's a, a real in, in, uh, interesting environmental study there. Is yeah. what could you teach us all about what's going on here for us to learn how to improve it? Now you're not you uh, in, insulated windows and walls. Did you notice that the building codes even got to where you better have insulated windows and walls when you build a new place? Yeah, and I, I think you can have insulation and, and and not be unhealthy if you have proper ventilation. Or pro- and have proper education how to right. live in it. Yes, that's exactly right. And I've often said, you know, okay, how are we going to do this for people to be healthy? Now, you know, these water fountains we all love, mm-hmm. and we have them in our homes, they put moisture in the air. You could have bowls of water that are very attractive collections of vases that you don't see, have to see the water if you don't want to, but around the house to have the air pull out nature, the natural moisture it needs. Hmm. A little bit of window. Now, I'm a believer, too, uh, Robert, uh, that, you know, yes, it's a little expensive to have a window open in the winter and in the summer, but my God in heaven. You've got to have that little bit of window open to let some moisture in and some of the bacteria out. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we. Um, I mean, at my house, for instance, we. You know, we, that generally happens when when something is smoking in the kitchen. <laughs> we open up the doors and windows. <laughs> so we, on a semi-regular basis, we have. But you know, it's a year-round thing. Is keep a crack in the window. Yeah. And even with uh, in the summer when you have your air conditioning, because how are you going to keep that moment movement that yeah. movement going and. And all I'm saying is to the world, what can we do to figure this out? With sure, you yeah, your background, you guys would be perfect because, you know, I'm busy doing over here what I'm doing with water. And I believe that the crisis of water is vital to us learning what to do with it from whether it was Kenya to uh, Yemen, where they're fighting about water, to Iraq when Saddam Hussein took it away and, and, dehi- and killed people because he knew he could kill them by right. taking their water sources. And we could go on and on. America has a horrible water crisis. And look at us, how those 50 states, I call them countries, but mm. those 50 little states out there running around trying to do what they need to do, but they're having a water crisis. Sure, and it's it's... Look what happened in California, the bread table of the world and their economy uh, and water. Now, I'm going to ask you real quickly. We don't have too much time, but uh, tell me what you learned about Florida. Because when I go into Florida, I did a television show there last uh-huh. year and with uh, for the blind. And uh, I was down in uh, southern Florida and Palm Beach area with those all those fresh waterways. Mm-hmm. You must have studied that from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's uh, that's a lot of what I spent uh, my time writing. Yeah, about. I thought. Yeah, I thought so. Tell us a little bit about what you learned about those fresh waterways. Well, Florida has. You know, initially Florida was uh, before it was uh, developed. There was a a pretty broad swath of of water. Uh, Other wetlands. Wetlands yeah. that ran from Lake Okeechobee down to the end of the peninsula, and it's the the Greater Everglades ecosystem. And so there were places that were like the Big Cypress Swamp that had trees, but a lot of it was 
just basically a, a, a big, shallow, um, uh, they call it the river of grass because sawgrass grew in it. And, right. and, and then what happened was that um, people moved in and they began to bite off big chunks of it and drain it for uh, agriculture initially and then mm-hmm. increasingly for, um, for, for civilization. So civilization is kind of squeezed in from the coast and agriculture primarily from the north. But they got the fresh waterway canals. Uh, Right, the canals now are the artificial ways to move. Robert, when I saw it, now I'm coming from my background, Mm -hmm. and remember, I have this thing about good research. Stay in the middle, don't take opinions, don't take sides, go right down the middle with our ecosystem, a balancing act. I looked at those waterways, I thought, my gosh, somebody was a genius. We'll We'll have those fresh waterways for eternity. Yeah, well, the problem with those canals, though, is that they they tend to, they they tend to, they're, they're, South Florida has a drainage system that is every bit as good and probably better than Holland's. So everyone's heard about the problems with Holland. My husband is from Holland. Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> so then you know what kind of a what kind yeah, of a yeah, I hear have. yeah. But these these those canals are actually visible from outer space. They're very efficient at draining uh, the wetlands. What they're not great at is 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 holding back the water um, when it needs to be held back. Um, okay. And so what tends to happen is in order to keep the primarily civilization, but to some de- the developed areas, but to some degree agricultural areas, they, they tend to dump water. Okay. Florida gets these We massive. only have one more minute left, and let's oh. go back to, um, and we'll have it as on again because that's a good background. Did you know Singapore is doing that? No. Uh, those waterways. More. It's just fascinating. But ba- back to you and your organization. Tell us about how to find yourself, and we have about a half a minute left. Sure. It's Investigate West. It's I-N-V-W, uh, Indigo November Victory Whiskey, dot org. <laughs> and uh, I-N-V-W, so Investigate West is the name of it. And uh-huh. uh, we're, we're interested in engaging people um, as, as members. Uh, we're looking for financial support, but we're also looking for people's energy and ideas. Okay, energy so, uh, and please ideas. Visit the website and, and, uh, and be environmentally and, um, uh, uh, chic. <laughs> I hope people will check out my, my blog, Dateline Earth, as well, which okay. is on that site. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for joining us. Tell everyone there I said hello. Okay. And if you ever have some idea of, uh, that you'd like to come on with another subject to teach us, we would love to have you on. I'll, I'll go, uh, thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed it, Sharon. Okay. And bless you all, and be well. Take care. Bye-bye. Have a nice day. Well, today we learned... And I've said that the brain is 80 to 90% water, and Thomas Picard taught us that if your mind is open and you look at it as a breath of life and flow with it, if you have a negative at the moment or challenges that you think you're too exhausted to even work with or want to flow with, stop to think. Flow on. Go on. Move it. Uh, Like the water flows. Don't stop and think too long. It'll trick you every time. So remember, whatever you have to challenge with the mind, it's your freedom, it's your outlook, and it'll be your health. And then we talked to Robert McClure today, and he was talking about environmental issues that maybe our forefathers way back in time uh, started different directions to um, uh, repair uh, the crack in the pavement. It sounds so simple, but maybe it's adding something to the air uh, as a, a global um, environmental issue that might eventually be uh, something to think about how to change the materials and how to use, use the materials to, to repair the pavement. So there's always that. And then when we talked about the indoor conditions, 
it, it, you can learn how to flow with it. Open the window a little bit, allow some um, fresh air coming in, bacteria going out, moisture in, moisture out. And there's so much to learn. Uh, the guests that are coming on every week for all this time have been exciting to me personally. I have learned as much as I hope that you are learning because the earth that we're living on, it sounds like every day somebody's coming up with something else about the planet earth, but there, the planet earth has an enormous excitement in this solar system. We have the water here. Now, if earth does have the water here, and we just had a guest saying from NASA U.S. Geological Survey that they found ice on the moon, but we here on Earth, guess what? We have water. We have life. We have so much. So can we learn more with the show of what we can do around the world and what we can offer uh, with education? You bet your, we can. So if you have any ideas, give us a call and let's learn together. Earth does have secrets. Embrace your life, your mind, every special moment. Earth does whisper. Earth is whispering. Always leave your footprint. Never say goodbye. Leave your footprint. And I know you will find it something special to leave behind. I want to thank you for listening and be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. 